Um, hi guys, welcome back to the Badish podcast, or I guess I should just say welcome because we've kind of chosen to start over our whole podcasting process. Um, we just had some issues, I guess, with the last setup that we had. Z had moved because she graduated. I was just dealing with some personal stuff and it really wasn't feasible to just have the podcast running. We didn't know the best way to get it done. Um, not that our conversations have ever stopped the same the same conversations we were having on air that we were you know sharing with you guys we were still having them in private and that is one of the reasons that we decided to bring the podcast back we just needed the six or seven or maybe even eight months to you know get our shit back together and find the best way to schedule the recording of content and decide what it was that we wanted to speak about on our platform, et cetera, et cetera. I'm Nyla for those of you that are new here or, you know, for those of you that have forgotten my voice given our eight month hiatus and I am with Zia. Zia, yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely here as well kind of what Nyla said we definitely had I don't even think you can call it a hiatus at this point um, which is really why like as was stated that we are in kind of like a transition of a, just a complete rebranding of the podcast um, I think our hope for that for this is that we are really getting content out to you all on a more consistent manner making sure that our conversations are a little bit more well in line and not as chaotic um and then social media wise just kind of like expanding the brand making sure that we're engaging you with you all not only just on podcasts but you see uh, updates from us on instagram you see statuses from us on twitter um, you see us like reblogging reposting different things like that um so i think our hope for that is that this podcast turns more into a collective situation um and that this is a journey that we are asking for you all to go on with us as we try to i think really come into our own um through this podcast so and really glad not, that you guys are here listening and not only do we want you guys to be with us as we come into our own on this podcast but you know this podcast follows our lives and what we see and what we experience so it's kind of you guys coming along for the ride as we you know go through the process of becoming who we are and turning into different people as well so we're very happy to be here with you all um albeit not under the best circumstances right now because there is a global pandemic going on there is injustice happening within america which are some of the topics that we're going to talk about tonight there are riots in the street our people are dying and i can't speak for anybody else um, I can't even really speak for Z. I'm sure she'll speak for herself, but I can attest to, you know, being adversely affected by what has been going on in the world recently. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, we're also going to, you know, have a little light, a couple of lighthearted segments, you know, just to break it up a little bit. But for the most part, today's podcast is going to be quite heavy. So I just want to give not really a trigger warning, but I want to let you know that that's what we're going to be talking about today before we really dive into any of the content specifically right uh, do you know where you first, start? yeah I just I feel like the first thing I want to, there's just a lot going on you know like I really feel like I'm it's it's hard to even decide where I want to start or what I want to see or you know like what I want to talk about first because there's so much to touch touch on if that makes sense like there's really just right. so much going on it's a little overwhelming if we're keeping it a buck but um I think the easiest place to start maybe would be COVID-19 um we've okay. been dealing with it We've been dealing with it for a while. I think it's had everybody's tensions quite high, if I'm being completely honest. Currently, I'm not in the States. I left um, Arizona for spring break, and then I just never went back after everything kind of blew up and went helter-skelter. It just didn't make sense for me to return when I could be at home with my family. So I'm currently in Barbados 
But um, I feel like COVID-19 hasn't just been, you know, affecting one set of people. It's been affecting people all over the world, like, like people everywhere. So the way it might have been dealt with hair versus like here in Barbados versus within the United States of America might be a little different, but the fact of the matter is we're all dealing with it. I know Barbados had a lot of protocols that they put into place. So for example, we had pretty strict quarantine measures that were put into place. We had a curfew. Uh, We had allocated days for supermarket shopping and grocery shopping. Um, We weren't allowed to leave. It's only this week actually that notices about, um, stores and the beaches and you know the public and private sector reopening all of that only happened this week all those notices went out so that should start back next week but for the most part it has been very much like staying in the house on social media all the time so that you're getting updates about what's going on you know just trying to be with your family but also you know needing some space for yourself it's been a very it's been very hard for me at least to maneuver because I know Um, My mental health has been kind of all over the place since the pandemic started. But how about you, Z? Um, Thank God um, that states are able to police their own communities because if it was up to the federal government, I really feel like we would all be dead. Um, I don't think I've ever been more thankful to live in a state like Washington where the governor really to me believes in science and disease and that you know people can die because i like if we really left it to the federal government like we would have never had a lockdown i feel like there would have never been um social distancing there would never been any of that because look at donald trump with pulling back from world health organization not really listening to the cdc Telling can people to inject themselves. Can we, can we please <laughs> speak about how the president of the United States, the president of the free world, the got free world, on many media forums and told people to inject Lysol and bleach into their veins. The and, whether, and whether he said it jokingly or not, no. it's beside the point. You cannot make statements like that as the president of the United States. You know, every time, I never thought that Trump was a sane man. But every single time he does something new on social media, I'm really like, I thought it couldn't get any worse. And yet it has. I yeah, feel it like, has. Like, I really, I don't understand. Yeah, I remember when he really came out and said, inject the bleach. And I remember like talking to my like family and really being like, so we all know Donald Trump isn't like the most like sane person. But I feel like, regardless of race or religion or like social class like whether you're in the whether you're poor or like top one percent that you have the basic understanding that bleach is not ingestible like you don't like you don't consume cleaning products all you really had the company Lysol really had to make a statement to tell y'all uh I don't know what that man over there is smoking, but please do not inject yourselves with our products that like it says, so read the label on the bottle. Like, I don't know what he's doing over there, but please, because what y'all not going to do now is try and take us to court about how are uh, you poisoned and the liver is shut down and all these things. And you're trying to coop money from us because y'all you don't know, know how I to really, read a warning label. I really and, cannot understand. Right. I really cannot understand how a year ago, we had to tell teenagers to stop eating Tide Pods. And then the president, right. the president of the United States of America decided to put out a statement that said, bleach will kill this virus, just inject right. it into your veins. And that's why I really don't be studying y'all people when you really talk about millennials versus like baby boomers, baby boomers and all this stuff and how the millennials and Gen Z and all those people are like stupid and things like that. Because y'all were really ragging on like the Gen Z's for like the type of stuff, which, you know, is understandable because like type of challenge don't make no sense. But here you are a year later. Knowing well that y'all in your big age should know better and y'all out here really ingesting bleach because the numbers to um the poison control they literally said the numbers actually raised after he made that statement so y'all really out here like doing what you want to do 
But I remember like talking to my family and really being like, so Donald Trump, right? I rather, because he really tried to like play it off like he was sarcastic. And here's my thing, right? I rather the president of the United States who is in charge of delivering accurate information to um, a community and making sure or being in charge of like getting a community back on track, reopening the country. I rather you had just told me that you misspoke that hey like I got this wrong than pretend that you were being sarcastic because I don't see how you think sarcasm has there's any room for like sarcastic remarks in the middle of a global pandemic yeah like an actual international emergency and you're trying to tell me about some I was being sarcastic sir like how what's the thought how did we get here how did we get here is always my question I just like it doesn't really make any sense so um Washington currently is kind of like broken down into like these phases in terms of opening up um, and it's done by county. So King County is the one that like Seattle resides in. I mean, it's currently in phase one. Phase one really means nothing. It means that you are really still at home. Businesses are, if your business is open, it is um, operating An essential under very service. strict. Mm-hmm. And it's operating under very strict kind of like regulations. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I'm currently not working because my job is not an essential business. So it closed down. Um, and I don't have like a grown up job where like there's an office. So where there was like a work from home option, I didn't, I work retail. So, um, right. but the goal is, is that once what, like the King County is in phase two is when they believe that like the malls and like the restaurants and like the movie theaters and like different things like that will be able to start um operating like yeah um with what with whatever like cdc guidelines that will now be in place um so i'm just here kind of sitting here waiting for things to just kind of open it's definitely been a waiting game I haven't really had any I won't say I really had any challenges with my mental health when it comes to having to be um stuck at home with like this whole COVID thing um but I will say that I feel like my the routine of getting up and like brushing your teeth and taking a shower and things like that has definitely to me like changed dramatically like my sleep cycle is kind of like all over the place like I'm getting up at like 11:30 and I'm going to sleep at like 2 in the morning but then I wake up at like 3 a.m. because like my eating is all the way off as well. Mm-hmm. Um I literally like don't even want to cook some days because I feel like I really can't be bothered because like at this point I'm sick of like preparing every and I don't know this is probably just me being lazy but I'm at this point very like tired of like having to go into the kitchen and make breakfast and then going into the kitchen to make lunch and then going into the kitchen to like make dinner and so on and so forth because the food rationing never seems to pan out how you think like you think you've made enough food for the last you four days but it really only lasts you like one and a half and like so on and so forth so I think that's really what's been kind of getting to me like my body is to me kind of like out of whack but not necessarily my mental health but it's more like a physical change for me okay yeah I completely understand that and Barbados has been kind of similar in the sense that they were opening the country back up in phases obviously Barbados is significantly smaller than Washington or any of the states within the um within America um so our phases may have looked a little different but I think we're in phase three now because they've started starting next week um the curfews changed a bit. So Monday to Thursday, it's 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. as opposed to 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. Um, and then on, um, they're changing the times that people can go to the beach and be outside as well. So the beaches are now open from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then they're allowing dining in in restaurants again, um, obviously with specific guidelines in place to make sure that people aren't getting sick or that people are adhering to social distancing and they're letting retailers 
true but and then they're letting retailers reopen as well so that you know people can make money because realistically speaking you can't have a whole country sitting there at home not working people won't be able to eat so yeah um that's what it's been like here but i've just been very shocked at the developments that have been happening with the coronavirus because when i saw that trump decided that he was done with the world health organization i was i'm not really sure what my response was i was i think i'm still in shock like i don't know how as the leader of the free world you decide that you know these people pissed me off and so i am no longer going to support the world health organization i mean it's pretty on brand to me i i mean granted it is on brand for donald trump but still like logically right. speaking how is that a decision that you sense. come to yeah so i it's very interesting just kind of like seeing like how the dynamics and things kind of play especially i think in the states where you have all of these different with like a place kind of like barbados where it's like so much smaller and like you really have like that one person who sets all the rules as opposed to in the states you have the president and then you have all these governors and even the governors have like mayors and while some regulations like supersede other others so like a governor can control a mayor and then like federal law comes into play versus state law and so on and so forth um i really feel like when you kind of live in like a democracy how it's set up in america with all of like these different forms of government you really do see um the relations that people have and how people kind of like view like the pandemic because obviously more liberal states view this as a more serious thing than mm -hmm. more conservative states so like you have these people who are going out and like they're protesting how you could like have us in the house and we need to go to work and like actually let's let's make that clear because i feel like that's one thing um that i've noticed y'all don't want to go back to work y'all want to go to the mall and that's a problem <laughs> for me because you are here acting like and this to me draws back to like a big bigger picture of that i personally feel in that white people really want to be oppressed um, oh um because they're just out here in these streets protesting that the fact that they can't go to the gym and they can't go to the mall to buy whatever their little lululemons and all of these things and then you all get on social media talking about well if you want to stay at home because you think the um the pandemic is such a big deal if you want to buy into that fear and those fear tactics from the media, that's what they call it. They're like, mm -hmm. y'all could just stay in, inside. But the gag is for y'all to go to the mall, for y'all to go to Lululemon, for y'all to go to the movies, you need workers. So what do you know? What, really do, you doing, know do you know what irks me though? Like this is, this is completely going to bleed into another topic. Um, so I don't really want to cut you off, but I really need to get this out. What kills me is that y'all are out here rioting in these streets because you want to be able to go to the mall and not one white person was killed or arrested. But Donald Trump is out here calling Mexicans rapists and killers and calling the coronavirus the Chinese virus. He's calling black people thugs. But when white people spit, push and carry guns, they're just nice people trying to get back they're to their nice regular people. lives. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. Right. So like you all want to like do all this protesting and stuff, but you like, and like your response is stay home if you want to stay home. But like these workers need to go work these jobs. And what happens is when you open up a country and you demand that these states go back to business as normal and demand that these businesses reopen, what it does is it forces, it forces employees to choose between their health and a check. Because all you really think and when these businesses people, are officially open, that these they, yeah, a lot of people like can't you, afford to miss the check. Right, y'all think these bosses gonna jobs. tell y'all that you can work from? Y'all really think these bosses are gonna continue to pay y'all when you can't come into work? When these other three workers are actually coming in? No, they're gonna fire the people who choose to stay home in order to protect their health, and they're going to replace them that with workers who don't care whether they live or die or not. And that's the thing that's so like aggravating like y'all don't really care about 
anybody but yourselves. And it's really impossible for you to imagine like other people's like point of view or imagine that the way that you live is not how other people how other people live. The privileges that you have are not privileges that other people have. I like it's just honestly like the argument just doesn't make sense. If you, I agree with, with quote, like with the governor from New York, if y'all want to be outside so bad, get a job as an essential worker. Otherwise, shut up and stay home. And my thing is, that's the kind of small-minded mindset that only white people are allowed to have. Like, you are so used to, like, your privilege within this country that you're allowed to not have to think about how your actions affect everybody else. And there's something fundamentally wrong with that they're just i'm i'm unable which brings me to our next topic which is justice for george floyd and the you know escalation of the black lives matter movement and all of the riots that are happening within the states at this point in time and quite frankly i don't have a single problem with a single person that is rioting no like I stand behind you 100%, you know, like, do what you got to do. I was a guest on a podcast last night, um, the Russell podcast hosted by um, a friend. His name is Philip. But I was a guest on their podcast last night, and they were talking about, you know, just the whole, what's the word that I want to use? The reactions to everything that's been happening and the climate within the United States right now. And uh, granted, I did not agree with everything that everybody on the podcast said last night, but I think the general consensus has to be that when injustice happens, especially so frequently within a country, within a society, and is targeted especially to only one sector or one community within that society, it needs to be addressed. Like, And this has been a fight that our community has been having to fight for centuries. You know what I mean? Like, it's not good enough to pretend like slavery is over. It's not good enough to say, oh, you know, well, slavery is over. So y'all need to get over it. So many years have passed. It's not good enough to be like, well, maybe if he didn't fight back, then the cop wouldn't have killed him. Like, that isn't good enough anymore. It never should have been good enough but it definitely isn't anymore. And so I am not mad at all at the people who are trying to take a stand and fight for what they believe in and fight for the better treatment of an entire community within the United States of America. Yeah, like ever, I don't even say ever since George Floyd because obviously there are so many other names to add to like this growing list of not even just police brutality, but just this us versus them narrative that white people swear that black people have started when it's really been them them all along because this idea of police brutality partnered with this white people calling the cops on black people for literally the weird yeah for like holding a barbecue or for going to the gym or just looking like they don't belong in like the right neighborhood this it just it's so like systematic and i think this is gonna sound like really this is gonna be a hot take but like kind of <laughs> try try to bear with me right but i almost feel like civil rights the civil rights movement was maybe like one of the best and the one of the worst things to happen to black people as a community the best okay. in the sense that of like civil rights so like now we're being seen or we should have been seen as like equals the abolishment of like segregation where black people are going to have jobs we're going to see them as equals um Mm -hmm. they're going to move into better housing we're going to stop the redlining all these things um but for white people i really feel like once the government officially was like hey racism is wrong and like black people are equal i think white people really took that to mean that the struggle is over they're like oh but you can't they're like oh but like the government does see you as a whole person and not a quarter of a person why are you upset and oh the police aren't just in like black communities they're white people they're in white communities too so like why are you upset and oh like 
Oh, you have um, di- diversity acts for jobs. So like y'all are actually stealing jobs from us because the jobs now have to go to like black people and to fill like a quota. So like, why are you upset? And like, it's just this idea that white people can't see past the obvious. They don't, yeah. under- they can't see like what systematic racism is. So now that like civil rights has like passed, like white people is like their really response is why are you upset racism doesn't exist there's no such thing as white supremacy we got rid of that look at the laws but you're not looking at the consequences of the laws you're not looking at the legacy of the laws you're not you're also not looking at the way that the the differences in the way that black people have to move through their lives in america versus the ways that white people and and as somebody who doesn't get who doesn't experience it who never has to experience it i don't expect you to think about it but what you don't get to do is invalidate my experience when i try to tell you what it is that i'm going through just because you haven't experienced something does not mean that it does not exist and i feel like that is my plight with my even my my quote-unquote white friends all the time like just because they have not experienced something they are unable to fathom that I might have experienced it and I just that doesn't sit well with me and I think I think even more so speaking of my quote-unquote white friends or whatever I think what hurts the most especially um throughout this this very like tumultuous time that we're going through is that you're supposed to be on my side. So you you see me as a pair and you call me your friend. And when it's convenient for you, we are on good terms and you support me. But then when things like this are going on, you have, there's nothing, you have nothing to say. We can't hear you. You have no opinions. But two weeks ago when you were saying that niggas hit it the best and you would never fuck with nobody the way you fuck with a black man because black man, men do it better. You had you had so many opinions. I know that black men are in the streets dying. All of a sudden, you're mute. Like, sis, why? Like, where where did all my snow bunnies go? Where did all my girls that wanted mixed babies with with colored eyes go? Where did like where where were all of my my white men that were calling me their chocolate princess and their Nubian queen that wanted to be up in my pants? Where did y'all go? Where's your voice now? Where's where's the allyship? Where where's the support? Like I just none of this sits well with my soul. And if it sits well with you, then please block me back because I just I I can't. I just I've been sitting here and I I I chose not to come out on like the first day that everything started to hit the media I chose not to say anything on social media I chose not to even really be on social media because I needed time to process for myself because realistically speaking this isn't the kind of hurt like when you get your heart broken at school because the boy you like doesn't like you back this is the kind of tired that you feel after a long day of work like this is this is the tired that comes after having to constantly fight this is the hurt that never really goes away because you know that there are always people that see you as less than because of your skin color. Like this is different. And I really had to take a break from social media so that I could process for myself before I really said anything. But then I came back onto social media after taking that hiatus. And I found that the only people speaking out were black people. And that's not to say that, yes, we shouldn't be leading our own fight, but we can't change it by ourselves. You know what I mean? Like if we could have, we would have. Like there, we are not the only people that exist within the society. Like when it was fighting for women's rights, black women fought alongside the white women. We all shared the same feminism, you know, like we all had a common goal. Why is it now that just because this does not necessarily directly affect you or your children or your spouse, you, you have no opinions. You have nothing to say. Like, your silence is complicit as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I definitely, uh, on my, the majority of my social media, I actually don't, what I've learned is I actually don't follow a lot of white people. I don't have a lot of white, necessarily white friends that I, I think follow on my social media. So I don't feel like I've really had to deal with this idea of looking for like specific people on my timeline who I'm used to seeing talk about everything under the sun and then being like moms on like issues with this. I will say though, like for the past couple of days, it's been, I agree. It's a different, it's a different type of exhaustion where you have to 
constantly like be downloading like this type of information because while you took while you took the break I honestly didn't really do that for the past maybe like four days all I've been doing is like consuming media about this I've been looking at protests I've been looking at like videos I've been like seeing statuses I've been looking at bail funds I've been looking at like all of like these different like complexities and mediums I've been looking at the different takes I've been looking at how celebrities have responded to it and like I know every time I see a caption or a picture with the words, I can't breathe on it. There's like, there's this hollow feeling that like I get in my chest and like it happens every single time I see it. And I feel like that's the type of, it really is a type of pain that only comes with being a black person in America because you see yourself and even like regardless of gender like you see yourself and every single victim you see a loved one and every single victim you see a family member and every single victim like and it's there's just no there's this nothing that like can soothe that and I know for me personally like I haven't made any statements on social media at all because as far as I'm concerned, I don't have nothing nice to say. Um, if I were to really type up my feelings into an, not an iOS press release, because I have a, I have a Galaxy, you know, <laughs> Android. But like, if I was to really like type out my feelings and put them in a status, I really just don't know like what would come out my mouth. I know like, there are all these hot takes on like looting and how are you burning down your own communities and things like that. And I honestly, I understand like why people feel that way, but I don't think I necessarily feel, I don't think I have the same take on it. I think protests aren't supposed to be comfortable. Oh, I completely agree. Not supposed to be. uh, And like, I don't even think they're necessarily even like always supposed to be peaceful. I know we talk about peaceful protests. I don't even think they're necessarily always supposed to be like that. I think especially in America and in situations where we see time and time again, where if it's a peaceful protest, y'all are mad that we're protesting at all. The only time that y'all want a peaceful protest is when the protests get violent. And then when the protests go back to being peaceful, you tell them to shut up and go into a corner. So as far as I am concerned, if the whole city got burned down, then I guess that's just what's going to have to happen. Like, I agree with this idea of, like, maybe staying out of historically Black, like, neighborhoods if you even live in a a place like that. Because at this point, like, even look at, like, what's happening to these communities, even with gentrification. Like, you are constantly pushing black people out of their own communities that i wouldn't even be surprised if in the areas that they're burning down that they even see them as their own home like i don't really see the target is not your home the mall is not your home like i've been having a really hard time i think um because i did take a brief hiatus from social media but um by the time I got back on, I really, you know, you it's very easy to get sucked back into it because yeah. there's just, there's so much going on. There's so much to catch up on. And then you want to, you want to stay on top of it because you want to be in the know. You want to be knowledgeable. You want to be able to support your community and your people. You know, you want to be able to donate where you can. You want to be able to repost where you can. You want to be able to, you know, bring more views to what's going on. Like you want to spread awareness as much as possible. So I wouldn't even say that, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't even say that my brief hiatus helped all that much because directly after coming out of that, I got sucked back into it. It wasn't right like back I, in. it wasn't right. like I, made it's like you never effort. left. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like I made an effort to, you know, limit my social media intake and the amount of social media I was taking in every single day or anything like that. I, I just kind of got sucked back into it and it was really hurtful. I mean, like it was really hurtful for me, I guess, because I do have white friends and I, not only do I have white friends and I guess it's not it's not so much white friends but like just peers in general because uh I do go to a PWI still and I I'm in various like different clubs and social settings on campus so I do interact with a lot of white people in general throughout my day-to-day life um and it was just kind of hurtful to see um how little everybody had to say and then I also realized that quite a few people that I know through school or even people that I know through like things like poetry slams or like I may have 
um, performed and then they may have performed and then we would have exchanged information or whatever. People like started unfollowing me, which doesn't really bother me. Like if you don't like my content, you don't like my content. But if the reason that you're unfollowing me is because, you know, you don't like agree with my ideologies that, you know, there are injustices and Black lives do matter and all of this stuff that's going on, then I think not only is that hurtful to an entire community, but it's also like you need to do some introspection. Like you really need to look yourself in the mirror and be like, why am I so okay with seeing this brutality and letting it slide? You know what I mean? Like that's a question that you really need to ask yourself. And then on top of all of that, for the president of an entire country to turn around and say something like looting, wait, let me find the exact tweet because I was, I was appalled. I was appalled. He said, looting leads to shooting, and that is why a man was shot and killed in Minneapolis on Wednesday night. Or look at what just happened in Louisville with seven people shot. I don't want this to happen. And that's what the expression put out last night means. Yeah, he said um, looting leads... When the looting starts, the shooting starts. The shooting starts. I'm so... I just... I'm so concerned that... And to, and to think that a lot of these protests did in fact start out peaceful and the, the police just came out hot and then all of a sudden the, the president of the country was talking about letting out the National Guard on communities of people that just want to see justice. Like a man was right. killed in broad daylight and not only was one man killed, like our people have been persecuted within this country. So for you to just like look that over and be like you know what they're just exaggerating like they need to get over it I just that doesn't sit well with me right and that's why again like the looting like I I I really and like the burning down like burning when they burned down the police station I really couldn't like help to feel anything but like oh well like I really didn't feel no way about it because the solution to the problem is so simple like it, it it's elementary stupid that's how simple it is like all you have to do is arrest the cops that kill black people that are obviously race baited and like actually prosecute them in the criminal justice system that is it that is all that is the tweet that is that is the game plan that is literally all y'all had to do all y'all had to do was look to your left if you're like in the police force all you have to do is look to your left and look to your right and when you see a cop that's a little too eager to go after the black man or a little too a little too forceful when they push them to the ground or is a little too happy when they pick up prostitutes on the way and they're and like having them like in the back of the car like all you had to do was look at those people who are just a little bit off who are a little too trigger happy when it comes to certain races as to opposed to others and report them and like try and get them fired and out them on social media and like report them to your bosses and report them to whatever little hotlines that you had and then when you actually see them commit these crimes all y'all had to do was arrest them and prosecute them and we wouldn't be here the target will be I burnt think, down I think, if y'all could just do what you were supposed to do. I think um, we're also really, I was upset. I guess people were trying to argue with me that even a little progress is still progress. So when they gave the verdict about how the police oh, but, officer was being oh, charged but third degree? Third, nah. Degree, nah. third degree murder and nah. manslaughter. And I was no. like, no, because third degree insinuates that there was right. no intent. It was to an kill. accident, right? That there was no intent to kill, and you cannot, you cannot tell me you can't that, look at that, that man's was an face. accident. You cannot, you cannot right. watch that video and tell me that the seven minutes that that man was begging for his life in any of those minutes was that police officer keeping his knee on that man's neck an accident. You can't convince me. I'm sorry. You could, you. It would be like talking to a brick wall because you cannot convince me that anything about that was an accident. And you cannot convince me that anything about the three other policemen standing up and watching was accidental either. Right. And I feel like I remember hearing about uh, a couple of years ago, this idea of how the police force, a good amount of those are like rejects from people in like military and different things like that. And when they can't get into like these more 
quote unquote elite um, organizations, they go to like the police force. So you're getting all of these reject applicants who have like, who are not even maybe passing maybe the more rigorous psych evaluations that they have, right. who clearly have like repressed maybe like anger issues. Not even repressed, who have, who have outright prejudices. Outright prejudices, have- yes. And you're letting them onto the police force. You're letting them go into these low income communities that are usually filled with like people of color, not just black people, just in general, like more communities of color who see black people. And I don't even think because this bullshit, I'm literally going to get rid of this narrative that the white cops are scared of black people. Y'all are not scared of black people. You're not. You not. You're not you scared. not scared of that man where your knee was in his neck. I'm sorry. All of you these, these videos that I've seen, right, all these videos that I've seen with police brutality, how y'all quick to shoot and ask questions later, y'all are not scared of black people. How, how, black you, people. how you are always quick to assume that a black man is guilty until proven innocent and most of the time y'all don't even give us the chance to prove our black men innocent there's nothing about that that says fair all that says it's hatred to me i'm sorry you cannot you cannot convince me otherwise so i'm really not even here for that so like when like the the game is set up wrong like the game is rigged like you set up black people to lose time and time again in like these situations you're employing these cops who clearly should not do you know how many posts I've seen nowadays where they're talking about the bullies that they had in high school grew up to be the cops? And it's the same, and I believe it's the same situation that you see with child molesters, which is the same situation that you see um, with like these racists. Child molesters yeah. purposely go into employment and places where they can interact with children. It's you know, we've been, you know how we've been binging Criminal Minds, and yep. every single pedophile is a teacher or a guidance yep. counselor or a janitor yep. in a school. Exactly, in a school. They're the soccer coach. They're the photographer for the teams. They are the gymnast coach. They are your teachers. They are your community leaders. All of those things that involve children, those are where all the pedophiles are. It is the same thing with the police force. When you have these people who feel like they are superior to others, who look down on other people, who look down on other people because of their race, who feel like everybody else is scum and they're like the perfect person, who like to push a little too much, who like to like, bully the lgbt kids and like strip them down and beat them and all these things these people look for positions where they get to stay in that power and that is how the police is set up and you 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 cannot tell me that any of that is accidental right police is not out here to serve and protect and it hasn't been out here to serve and protect for a long time how the police is set up is that police and you can tell by the police union if the police was really here to serve and protect the police union would not be out here time and time again getting these cops off for their bad behavior they would be ousting them they would be disgraced by them they would say that is not a real cop if you need to charge him charge him y'all wouldn't do that the police has turned into a boys club for privileged white men and they can use this as an opportunity to get out their racism in legal ways. That's and the all congregation that it is. says so, amen. And, and, and the like, congregation I, says amen. There's nothing else to really talk about at this point. So until you're really here telling me about how you are going to demilitize the police force, how you are going to create stricter regulations, stricter guidelines, stricter psychological tests that these cops have to pass in order to be on the police force, Oh, hold on. Sorry. There's a city of an emergency for Seattle. They're having their protest today. And I just got the alert. They're asking all residents to immediately disperse from downtown. And the city has imposed an immediate curfew of 5 p.m. It is literally 5.03 right now. But like I was saying, so like until like you do these things, there's literally, there's nothing for us honestly to talk about. Like, I don't know. What and I don't and I don't what understand is, what about that is hard to understand. Like I don't understand. I don't. It, I cannot fathom why it is difficult for anyone of any race to to get behind that. To understand that you know changes need to be made. I don't understand. I can't fathom why it's difficult for anybody, no matter your race, to understand why we would be upset or we would be hurt or we will we would feel you know a way about 
our people constantly being killed in the streets, about our people always being treated as though they're less than of our people, you know, being overlooked for opportunities because of the color of their skin. Like you could overlook me for opportunities as much as you want if I don't have the credentials for it. But if the reason that you are not giving me a job, if the reason that you are not treating me with respect, if the reason that you are trying to belittle me and abuse me is because of my skin color, then realistically speaking, you have to know that there's a problem. And it's just, I think it's just at this point, I think it's just a little too much. And I think we've been doing this a little too long. And like at this point, I think people are like, t- like actually not tired. It's not even the word at this point. Like the word really is exhausted. Like they're exhausted. They're at their wits and they're desperate. Like these, like these are people who are at this point, like, begging for like we're begging for our lives right like we're out here in the streets begging for our lives we're not asking for special treatment we're not asking that y'all make black people the supreme rulers of the earth and i feel like that's really what white people are scared of they're not scared of equality they are scared that black people once they get a little taste of power they are going to turn around and give back what they've done tenfold you know because they in are deep in their psyche they, they know that we they were afraid that as as a community black people will rise up and treat them the way they have treated us for years because in the backs of their minds they all know that nothing about what they've done was right not the way they brought us to this country not the way they've treated us in this country since they've brought us here like they're afraid you know what it is they're afraid of the karma yeah and like i there are literally people who are here and their comments for these protests are if you don't like it well then go to a new country and it's like so we don't like that we're being killed in the streets so we should go to a new country that's what you're telling me like what sense does that make like that's how so far removed that I feel like white people are from like any accountability. Yeah, any accountability for their actions, for the situation at hand. That's how far removed they are. That's the because, point that because can you really look me in my face and tell me that the reason we got where we are is because of black people? Can you tell me that this is not all just the results of the actions that white people have maintained throughout the years? Right, like, I, no, so I just, if the protests gotta keep going, then they're gonna have to keep going, and if the buildings gotta continue to burn, then they gotta continue to burn. I will say this, though, if you can avoid a Black community, definitely encourage it, like, no, like, looting and, you know, protesting 101, no small businesses, these corporations can fit the bill. It's leave the waffle house in. alone yeah apparently yeah apparently waffle house is king it and is i mean i mean like i knew y'all fucked with waffle house but i didn't feel like i really understood how bad y'all really fuck with waffle house until y'all literally stood in front of the building and was like no ma'am not this waffle one house. you better you better go waffle to the ihop ihop is right around the corner if you're trying to break in somewhere you better go over there but not this waffle house this is where i draw the line but <laughs> but let's say like no like no small businesses obviously no houses the deeper into the city it is definitely there the is something the area the, gets less residential the whole thing like, with the the whole thing with the waffle house thing though isn't just because black people like waffle house there's oh, something, called the, there's yeah. something called the fema waffle house yeah. index I heard that too. So based off, of, they they decide, FEMA basically decides how, you know, disastrous or how severe a disaster is based on the closures of the Waffle Houses. Yeah. So if like five Waffle Houses in the same, uh, for example, 20 mile radius, because you know there'd be Waffle Houses everywhere. Um, if five Waffle Houses in the same 20 or 30 mile radius close down, then they know, okay, let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, ain't shit gonna happen here anytime soon and so if if FEMA is making those kinds of decisions then you know we're not getting 
access to resources basically so exactly black people are actually saying you know avoid the waffle houses if we're not closing down the waffle houses then they they have no excuse but to not give us to they have no excuse to not give us our resources you know what i mean no that makes sense i wonder why waffle house though and not mcdonald's because i feel like because even in seattle I don't think I've ever seen a Waffle House in Seattle. I would have to Google that. I've never. Oh no! I could one. promise you the Waffle House in Arizona before, though. Yeah, the one Waffle House. Oh yeah, the one. And even Arizona, the one. That's what I'm saying. Like even like Arizona, like in Tempe, they have like the one. I don't even think that's Tempe. Isn't that considered Scottsdale at that point? Yeah, it's like um, on the anyway. Tempe Scottsdale border. Yes, yeah, semantics. But I feel like McDonald's would have been a better unit of measurement because I feel like them bitches are everywhere. But um, I also feel like everybody goes to mcdonald's you know what i mean like not right. black people like exactly the white people up in mcdonald's too so who doesn't like a big mac i mean i've never I've, had a big mac but you know i hear they're good i hear they're good i don't know but don't yeah know so that, but. all of these businesses like the small businesses and things like that i definitely agree that you should be leaving those alone like there's really need to be breaking windows and different things like that for like these small mom and pop shops and i and i feel that way regardless of like whatever race like i'm not even saying just black owned i'm saying small businesses period because yeah unless you know for sure they're 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 racist they're racist different story. Mm-hmm. and um, then and then bring that bitch to the ground right, right right exactly but like those are really like people's livelihoods and things like that the corporate however listen the people that target themselves said do what you gotta do so oh uh, uh, no um yeah the target Sephora, target let out their the, statement the, the, target said we support you Right, the the Nikes, the Targets, the mall, the the Chanel and the mall of and the yeah, and all those things. The Sephora. Like, oh my God! Did you see? Speaking of, you know what? I can always count on Black people too, even in hard times. I can always count on them to find at least a one one pocket of comedic relief or whatever in any situation that we're going through. There's a there's a viral video on Twitter where these people have broken into the Target and then the looters move on to Sephora. And the guy who is doing the videoing says, you know, spoil your bitch. Get yes, her everything she needs. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, they were literally had a whole conversation and talking about how you like go to the um you go to these riots and you go to Sephora and you go to the Fenty and you pick up every shade but the shade your girl is. Yep. And then now you here argue with your girl for 45 minutes about how you don't even know what your shade is, but you know the shade of the next bitch. I was like, damn. Hey, boo. Y'all, y'all, y'all really be out here with the comedic relief. But it's but did, did they lie, though? Did they lie? Right. Did they lie? Was the lie told? Right. Like, why are you giving your girl 450 when she is clearly a 425? And how did she did. that make sense? Like, like, let's be real here. You got me messed up with your outside home. That's what we're not going to do, baby. Not, right. not, not in these times. Right, not in these uh-uh. trying times. That's what I'm saying. But they were like, there, someone was like, Fenty, Pat McGrath, in that order. I was like, okay. Honestly, though, I would have, I would have taken the Pat McGrath over Fenty. I, mean, I would have taken, and that's, and that's no. because I don't love my girl Rhea or whatever. That's strategic. But, like, that that Pat McGrath foundation is expensive as hell, bro. That Pat McGrath is that's top tier makeup. Fenty price is right 40, there. Fenty is what forty five dollars maybe. Something for the like that. for the foundation, yeah, I think around yeah, there. And that yeah. that Pat McGrath foundation is seventy bucks, baby. Right, seventy American dollars. Mm-mm. Right, Mm-mm. you get you the forty-five dollar Fenty foundation is one Pat McGrath lip gloss. Like y'all, y'all right. not like that. y'all are think smart. You can get think. Fenty anytime. You can get Fenty anytime. Like, but that Pat McGrath, you better go. You better. You better go. get that shit. Yeah. Talking about some. Like, talking about some Fenty first Pat McGrath right. after. Don't, no. Don't come into no, my sis. house. Right. Don't come into my house with Fenty when Pat McGrath was right there. For right the there. You better tell me that all the Pat McGrath was gone, that someone beat you to it. You know what I mean? Dead ass. Like, I honestly, for real, I just, you better not. You better not right. say me like that. Same as like the Nike all factory, that, bro. All that, that tells me, all that, tells me that you don't love me. You don't Facts. love me. Facts. You don't. <laughs> Like, do you even know me? How long have we been in a relationship? Could you imagine right. a relationship with, with a man for a year and he had the option between grabbing you Fenty, Fenty um, and grabbing you Pat McGrath, Pat McGrath and he and grabbed he you Fenty? Fenty? Oh, man. And that isn't, that isn't even me saying that Fenty isn't quality foundation or that my girl Reed didn't do 
do the oh no she did the things she she did did, the things but 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 pat mcgrath is the is a legend she is the queen of skin and you want to tell me you want to look me in my face and tell me that you're going to pick fancy over pat mcgrath please pack your belongings and And leave the house get out get out and then like if you're alluding like you you have to go to the nike factory like you have to go to nike and you have to steal all the shoes you have to you have to get all the Air Force Ones. You got to get, you have to leave with enough Air Force Ones to last you a year. And that right. is the only way I you should, know you've been successful. I, I should be able to wear my Air Force Ones and crease the fuck out of them and still have them wear at home. Right. I should be I able to wear my Air Force Ones to Coachella. At least, facts. At least five boxes. If you didn't come back with five boxes, did it even make sense to go in? is right. what i'm asking like why are you why are you out here stealing the lighter yellow jackets that you wear in the dark right instead of getting oh my the god shoes? and the joggers you have to grab you gotta grab the joggers oh my god nike joggers are you know when i tell you i've been trying to get a pair of nike joggers on asos for like four months like this specific pair of nike joggers and they're always sold out is it the gray and one I, it's like they come in different colors. They're like gray and black, and like and they have like the lines on the front, uh, like the like the out like almost like outward stitching that goes to bro. Yeah, there. I'll send you a picture. It's just oh man. But anyway, we're obviously off topic. You know, I just you know what I'm not even mad Fine. that we're off topic because I feel like every time you know conversations need to be had about like serious topics and stuff, it gets kind of overwhelming if that's all you're ever talking about. So sometimes it's necessary for there to be like little segments and little pockets of like you know right. normal, not even not normalcy, but like semi normalcy to just like you know maintain sanity which is also something that I wanted to talk about because I really think that it's important with everything that's going on in the media, like to take care of not only black bodies, but black minds, especially as well. So like, if you find that you're getting overwhelmed with social media or everything that's going on, there's nothing wrong with like you needing to talk to someone. There's nothing wrong with, you know, taking a break from it. There's nothing wrong with, you know, just stepping back for a little while, you know, whether you need to do yoga or you need to wake up early in the morning and go running or you need to talk to a therapist, like realistically right. speaking, you can't help anyone else if you can't help yourself. And to be able to do that, you need to be in the right headspace. So I just like really want to put it out there that there there's no shame in, you know, needing a place to go for comfort or for peace, especially in these trying times. Yeah, and like don't let these people fool you into thinking that you're not doing enough it's okay if you're not posting every day it's okay that if you it's okay if you haven't even made a single post yet it's okay if you decide tomorrow that this is going to be the last thing i tweet last thing i instagram about the situation and then i'm done like i'm not going to comment on anything else because especially if you are a not especially if you are a black person listening to this podcast being black is enough you're the one who has to deal with the trauma you are the one who sees themselves in every video that is shared. You are the one who has to go to work and got to deal with your white coworkers, giving you little looks, trying to figure out how to nicely ask you about All your All the microaggressions. Mm-hmm. You, are the, you, you, you know how best to take care of yourself. It might not always feel that way. Sometimes it might feel like you're drowning, but realistically speaking, you know what you need. It might not always be clear at the beginning, but you know the best way to, you know, have the best outcome for yourself. So if that looks like deactivating your Instagram account or not posting anything or only listening to, you know, John Legend for like three days or however, whatever that, yeah, whatever that looks like for you, do that. Being black is definitely enough. Like you don't owe anybody anything. That's my take. That's the take. I feel like I think that is enough for tonight. Um, Yeah. We will see you guys again, or we won't see you guys, but you guys will be hearing from us again next week. And until then, everybody, I just want you to stay safe and stay sane the best way you know how. Yeah. If you're protesting on the streets or if you're protesting at home, um well however you feel like you're gonna contribute just know that you don't owe forgiveness to any of these people but to god 
and you keep doing what you're doing and you keep fighting for what you're fighting for and you continue to believe in what you believe in because at the end of the day it is the beliefs and it is our strong will and it is our tenacity is the reason why black people will continue Continue to to get things done it will continue to survive and continue to honestly be the pillar of america because when i tell you that america this this country exists on our box okay yeah that's all i have to say they they don't even know what seasoning is they didn't know what seasoning was until it was for people of color until it was for black people don't let these white people convince you any differently and that is that's the take that's all i have to say (laughs) I also want to, you know, as the last, as a closing note, I want to just give a gentle reminder that if you are at protests, the best thing for you to do is keep your phone in your pocket and not video. If you do feel the need to video, make sure that you're not getting protesters' faces within your videos and be careful about where you're posting and how you're posting because it can be very dangerous. And I just want everybody to stay safe as we are writing. I think on our social media, we'll definitely do is that I've seen a lot of other people do this. We can comprise a list of the protesting kind of like one-on-ones when it comes to the yeah. things that should be on your person to kind of like do's and dopes in terms of like behavior and different things like that. Um, so like when we close off and all is said and done, like I'll definitely kind of get onto like the Twitter and like the Instagram accounts and kind of like find these posts and share those with y'all. So okay, good sounds looks. good. We'll hear from you guys next week. Bye. Bye.